0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Friday, December 27, 2019. Coming at you live from the Offside Tavern in Manhattan, the big city. Big tilt for the Islanders coming up tonight. Robin Leonard, the former goalie for the New York Islanders, will be playing against his former teammates. The New York Islanders at 8.30 p.m. Here we are at Offside Tavern. Tony, how you doing, pal? Hey, Shawnee, what's up, brother? Uh, you know, just here, looking to have a good time. Always great to be back at the Offside Tavern, talk some Islanders, talk about what's going on for the for the boys in orange and blue. So it's funny, we were here about a year ago, almost a year to the day, on the 29th last year for that uh, Toronto Maple Leafs game when the Isles went up there, Toronto, first game against JT, and uh, they put a hurting on those guys, put a hurting on JT. Very embarrassing for those guys. We all uh, had a great time here that night. That was a lot of fun. It was. It was a great night. And here we are back again, Nick and company taking care of us, as they always do. Great stuff here. So, Tony, uh, you know, you got this game coming up. You have the the Christmas break just ended. Boys get a couple nights off. They have a, a rough night against the Blue Jackets the other night on uh, Monday night. And you have that game. You have even the couple games previous to... Where you have the the Boston win, and then you have these these games against Anaheim that kind of sandwich that, and the, and they're all just tough losses, right? Teams that teams at the Islanders should be beaten. You look on paper, teams that aren't in the in the playoff race and whatnot, and for whatever reason the Islanders have found some struggles here uh, throughout the summer. They're five four and one in their last ten. And they got to get their act together. So, Tony, just talk about what you've been seeing over these last couple of games, why they've been struggling against these teams that the Islanders should be beaten, given you know the place that they're in in the standings and, and what you're seeing from this team so far.
1: Well, they just haven't been as crisp. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, they, they, you know, they're not playing their game the way that they played at the high level that they have been playing it for the first part of the season. So they just needed to clean it up and kind of get things going. They've had some guys come in and out of the lineup. You got Clutterbuck, who is, you know, a guy who's a, uh, yeah, a know, huge he's loss. an integral he's an integral part of this team and he's been out of the lineup the last couple of days. So, you know, it's going to take a little adjustment kind of to get through that. So, I mean, they're not playing terrible, but they're just not doing enough to get the points that they were getting early on.
0: No, that's true and and you mentioned that they haven't played terrible. I mean, you look at a couple of these games that they played. You look back at that Nashville game if you go back a week or two and you know they actually gave the Predators a good game until the wheels just fell off in this in what was it midway through the second period, late in the second period. And When where, they fell
1: off, they I mean they literally. No, they fell did, off.
0: but they were they were points in that game where they were dominant dominating throughout, right. and it just seemed like every goal was going in. You know any any shot that they put on that just ended up in the back. Right. And, no,
1: it's that's, and and Barry will tell you this is a game we were just going to put in our pocket and move on, and you know got to just forget about it.
0: Right. And then you know fast forward to. You know, the game against Anaheim last weekend on the 21st, 6-5 shootout loss. Another thing to mention here, just very uncharacteristic of this team giving up all these goals. Eight against Nashville, six against Anaheim. I mean, the sixth one was a shootout goal, but even still, I mean, usually this team is giving up three goals or less, and that's usually leading to a winning formula. Right. And for whatever reason, you're you're getting this top defensive team in the league, for argument's sake, that all of a sudden they're just kind of breaking down in front of, of, whether it's Grice or whether in front of of, uh, Varlamov, and they're giving up all these goals.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, again, I think that it just comes down to the fact that they're not doing the things that 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 allow them to be as successful as they've been early part of the season, you know uh, they haven't been as tight in the, in, the, in the offensive zone, and plus they've had zero luck in the, in the, especially in the Nashville game it just seemed that anything that was going towards the net was ended up in the back of the net, so I think it's just a matter of just again, cleaning it up, you had that great game against Boston in between there, they played very well in that game they end up winning that one, which was a big one, you know, so I, I think it just comes down to the fact that they have to get back to basics, get back to what's been been working for them for this early part of the season, and you know, look, it's it's two bad games in a week. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they gave up what, what is it, uh, fourteen goals in those two games. That's mm-hmm. a month's worth of goals for them. I mean, uh, right? You know, they have to kind of just you know get back to what's what's what works for them, and that's that's what they're not doing right now.
0: No, w- without question. And and look, it's an eighty-two game season. I seem to say this all the time, where you know, as as um, I don't want to say mad, but as passionate <laughs> as Islander fans can be you're going to have games like this. It's, oh, it's no going to happen. I mean, look, you, you can look at Boston, you can look at Washington, look at St. Louis, any other top team in this league, and they're going to have nights like that. They're oh, going to have rough nights. And so. they will have.
1: I mean, look, at T- Tampa has has three or four nights like this a month recently. So, And you know that they're too talented of a team to be you know where they are in the standing. So right. every top team goes through uh, you know a, a little bit of a funk or whatever. And, again, it, it has to also do with the changing around of the lineup as well. I mean, you had Andrew Ladd in the lineup the other night for the first time and God only remembers how long and now you ha- and now he was sent back to Bridgeport today which is a little something you gotta kind of you know you gotta look at that but I mean Gloderbuck going out of the lineup he's an important part of this team and you know yeah it's, it's gonna be an adjustment period no, no question
0: no there's no doubt about it and, and just real quick before we go much further just want to point out to everybody that Devin from Yes Men Outfitters is here he's got his great merchandise just outside the, the door here he does a great job fantastic merchandise in fact he's wearing one of his beautiful sweatshirts right there so don't forget to say hello to Devin over there. He does a great job, and uh, he has great merch. And I guess before we, we go a little further with the the Talk, which we, we obviously will, but just want to let you guys know that uh, we're going to be having surprises for you guys tonight. Uh, Peter Schwartz of uh, the New York Riptide and also CBS Sports Radio, he was kind enough to donate uh, two pairs of tickets to the the NLL, the brand-new NLL New York Riptide that will be playing lacrosse games at the Nassau Coliseum this coming season. Which Their is home opener— the- is tomorrow night, and we're going to be offering up two pairs of tickets, so thanks to them. Uh, So definitely uh, talk to us about that. That's going to be great. Uh, We have two tickets available for the uh, Canucks game February 1st. At the Barclays Center, that's a Saturday. That's a 1 p.m. start. We're going to be raffling those off. We have uh, some raffle tickets going for that. That's also going to be a 50-50. We have these beautiful NHL 94 t-shirts. The Yes, Yes, Yes shirts. We have those available. We're going to be giving one of those away at the end of each intermission as well as having them for sale for $20. And I think that covers all that stuff. And now we can get back into the Islander chat here. So let's key on this uh the forward lineup situation for a second. You mentioned Cal Clutterbuck going down and everybody knows what a well oiled machine that the the Isles fourth line is and you know how, how well those guys work together, Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, and Casey Suzikas. And and now, you know, one of the key wheels to that that tripod, if you will, mm-hmm. is is gonna be down indefinitely. He's probably not coming back until I would say at least what, February, March. At the
1: earliest. I, yeah, I would say
0: that's a So, safe with bit. that in mind, you're, you're kind of seeing this plug and play situation now going on. You know, with the, with the lines, you have Andrew Ladd coming up and getting a taste. He was called up on an emergency basis, I believe, uh, you know, to relieve Clutterbuck. He just went b- back down today. So, back, I yep. thought that was going to be longer term. It turns out I think he that thought he's so just too. up up. Yeah, I think he did too. So, he ends up going back down. So, I guess. You know, one of the things we have to think about going into the remainder of the schedule here now that we're, you know, about 35 games in is how much more magic does Barry Trotz have, you know, finding the right combinations for these lines and making sure that not only are they continuing to score goals at about middle of the league clip, but also keeping the pucks out of the net, which as we've seen in
1: recent games, that that's been a little more troublesome. Or... Does it get to the point where they realize that they have to make a roster move and they have to, you know, or go out and get somebody to come in and, and fill one of those spots? Which we all know. I mean, you know, there's there's some guys in this team that are they're struggling also. Yeah, Derek Rossard's only got four points in what his last twelve or fourteen games. Right. Uh, you know, you got Ross Johnson playing and, and he's got two goals and he does things here and there, but that's not a permanent solution. That's that's kind of one of the you know working you know, Barry working his magic. So yeah, there's 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 going to be a, a point in time where there needs to be, a you know, maybe needs to be a, a change needs to be made because, you know, something's got to give.
0: Something absolutely has to give, and, you know, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we are 35 games into the season here, and the Islanders still only have nine regulation losses, which is pretty which amazing. Is Twelve losses total. They have three losses, you know, combined in overtime and shootout and you look at the 23 wins, that that makes them good for 49 points through those 35 games. They're still second in the Metro. No matter how many games this team seems to win, they can't catch the Washington Capitals because all they did was win
1: it just seems a little to be bit more way. than the Islanders. It seems to be that way. Right,
0: and I think they're, they're now eight points ahead of the Isles. The Isles still have three games in hand, so even if they win out in those games they're in hand, they still a end a two up points two behind. points behind the Caps, right. which is pretty wild. But it, they're also fourth. Fourth overall in the league. They got games in hand on everybody else, so that's that's good news. But you also have these teams now coming coming up where you have Carolina, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. They're all winning games, too. And even though the Islanders have games in hand, these these teams are nipping at their heels now for that second overall spot in the Metro Division. So when you put all that together, Tony,
1: and you consider it, how does it feel to be Tony's the bill? I feel fine. I mean, I, honestly, I mean, it, it's it's two bad games in, over the course of, of the season so far. I mean, you can go back and look at every single game that they've lost early on in the season – uh, you know these last, these these two games, the Anaheim game. I mean, the, when they played Anaheim in Anaheim, that wasn't that wasn't a great situation. Well, that whole either, trip out west was an absolute right, disaster. Right, which that. you can you got to kind of You know, it's like you take that with a grain of salt. But you know, you look at the Nashville game; that never happens to this team. I mean, never. It, you, you don't see that. It's the worst loss in Barry's career since he's been here, right. and it's a year and a half that he's been behind the bench now. So. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't look at that. I, I, I look at the fact that they're playing up to their their competition. All of these games against these these top teams, they seem to come out on top. You know, they played Tampa really well. The, you know, the Boston game that was a huge monkey off their back in between two bad games, no less. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't buy into that hole that they're struggling or there needs to be a major change made at this point. You know, they just you, you hit that little lull and then you just kind of keep going. Well, from look, there.
0: you get spoiled by a fifteen zero and two run. You go seventeen games where you're playing near perfect hockey and you know once yeah, the expectation once some struggles there, sure. finally come into play you know it's uh it just it just ends up you know sidetracking everybody into thinking why isn't this team just winning every night like they were well
1: because it, that was what was happening i mean right. every night every you know you play another game it's oh they won again all right yeah right. and that was we talked about it last week when we were talking about the dynasty teams when they lost it was like what, what happened like what, what? You guys, you didn't win twelve in a row, thirteen in a row. Like, what's wrong with you? Is something wrong? Right. You feel well tonight? Like, it's 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 when you when you have that night in and night out of getting points every single night, it it becomes the norm. That's what you expect every single night. When it's right. and when you don't get it, it's you start to question whether there's a problem.
0: Right. And we we know about the defense on this team. Uh, you know that's pretty much been as it was last season, which has been a you know a huge you know point for why this team keeps winning games. Now, scoring, at least five on five scoring was a little bit of an issue. And, And special teams, let's be honest. But, you know, that's picked up a little bit. They're more middle of the pack now. That's improved. That's probably, you know, speaks for why they... They started winning games in October rather than December like last year. But one thing I want to key on, I think it's pretty appropriate given the opponent that the Ons are going to be seeing tonight, is the goaltending. And you have Semyon Varlamov coming into this team. Big question mark. Everybody wants to know if he's going to be able to replace the beloved Robin Lehner. And, you know, now, again, 35 games in, you know, and I wish he was getting the start tonight. I would have loved to have seen Laner versus Varlamov tonight. I would have, too. We're going to see Grice. But, you know, you have the Jennings Trophy battle there, I guess. So if you're into that, <laughs> sure. I mean, they, they were, uh, you know, the best tandem in the league last year. But we can pretty much say at this point that Varlamov has made us forget about Robin Laner. From, from a performance standpoint on this team, everybody loves Lehner, the guy, the man that he was. and And, you know, everything that he did, you know, with this team and coming out and, you know, obviously sharing all that personal information. Everybody's rooting for him, but as far as the numbers go, the goaltending goes, I think we're all pretty happy with what Varlamov's done this season so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, Robin Leonard is always going to have a, a hold a special place in, in in Islanders lore. He's going to have a special place in his heart for Islander fans. Islander fans are going to have a special place in their heart for him. Right. That being said, Semir Varlamov has been everything you could possibly ask for him. He's been co- He's come in. He's been consistent. He's been good from day one, basically. He's been everything that they could possibly ask for, and Teaming with Thomas Grice night in and night out, back to back games pretty much throughout the entire season so far. I mean, you can't. You, you, there was, there's basically been no drop off between Leonard and and Robin and and uh, and Samuel And really coming into a tough situation, he's replacing a guy who is again beloved by the fan base after the season right. he had last year, taking his number no less. Uh, you know, right? Were, and he was walking to, in. He, he did. He's done a really good job. He with had it.
0: to humble himself a little bit and learn the teachings from Mitch corn and Piero Greco. Yep. And he's, he's done a fantastic job so far. And it's funny, you look at the stat line here. I mean, they have almost identical numbers 17 and 18, uh, uh, sorry, 11 and 12 wins. You have a 2 4 3 uh, goals against for Grice, 2 4 7 for Varlamov. And then you have a 9 24 save for Grice and 9 19. So they're, they're both neck and neck with each other. The only real difference right. is Varlamov's one shutout. And I guess with all that being said, and I'll, and I'll toss this out to you guys here listening is does anybody have a preference between these two guys, between Varlamov and Grice? Or do you you not even care who's in between the pipes, right? They can both get the job done. Right. I mean, up until extremely recently, you know, they've been going every other game. Right. Now, Barry Trotz hinted that he was going to see if he can give one guy the ball and see if he can run with it. Didn't go so well. (laughs) Kind of went back (laughs) to trading off, you know, back and forth again. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what he does beyond tonight.
1: You it'll know, be interesting to rotation. see when he gets to the playoffs. That's what will be, be interesting. Oh,
0: well, I don't think there's any question he's going to pick whoever's the hot hand by then. I don't th- I don't think there's going to be any al- alternating once we get to the playoffs. Uh, I, I mean... you, you got to go with your main guy. Yeah, I mean, but if they're going to continue to we alternate... We just don't know who that is yet. Well,
1: that's the thing. we got to see who's continue, healthy.
0: we got to see who's running hot.
1: And if it's playing the way that they are now, basically identical records and identical everything, I mean, if I'd have to it's think... It's going to be a tough call. I would have to think that Varlamov would be your game one starter. I mean
0: everybody agree with that? Game 1 playoffs Varlamov. Grice. We, oh, we got, okay. Grice we got two Grice, right? got two Grice, here. right there. Right. Right. Okay, all right. that's good. Good. That's good. It's great for debate. It's great for debate. So, all right, Varlamov, Grice, we'll see. We we still have just under 50 games to figure that out. And and, and Is there that many? Lord willing, they'll both be healthy and, yeah, and that'll, uh, that'll that'll make nice. uh, for a very difficult decision for Barry Trotz. So, let's talk about some more recent news that 's happened for this team we and we touched on this last week, but i 'd like to sque- squeeze it in here as well, just because it 's a, it's a very long time coming and two two islanders that uh, you know are, are very rich in the lore for this New York islander franchise that you know, it was, a, it was a surprise to me, not not because they weren't deserving, just because I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. Where you have now number ninety-one B- Butch Goring and John Tanelli, twenty-seven, going up to the rafters. They're going to be celebrated this year. And uh, just just touch. I know we, we we talked about them a lot last week, but just for the sake of being here at the Offside Tavern, just touch on that whole situation. And
1: no, I I can't think of, of two other players in Islander history that deserve it more than John Tanelli. And, aside and from, Butch from Goring. the guys that are already up there. Right. Well, of course. Right. I mean, I, obviously, we're not going to go back and. and, and question those, we're gonna those take five that, guys. We're going to take that one down. Yeah, yeah. You know what? No. <laughs> we, we
0: were thinking. Yeah. But
1: the guys who are up there, obviously they all deserve it, and and Tonelli and Butch Goring definitely deserve it uh, as well. In my opinion, I mean, I, I I had the pleasure of watching both of them play. Yes, you did. I, I enjoyed... Uh, I, John Tonelli was... Other than Mike Bossy, Tonelli was my favorite player. Uh, I, I, I loved watching him play. Both heart and soul guys. You know, when, when Goring came here in the trade, it was exactly the piece that they needed, and He he just fit in seamlessly. Like it just seemed like from his first shift, he just he belonged here. He belonged with this culture. You know, got along with the guys, got along with all with Al Arbor, and just it, it just was. It was a perfect fit at that time. And Tenelli, look, Tenelli, it was, it, it was involved in every step of the way, all every big moment that this team had over the course of, of 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 their history. That he was here, he was involved in something, some way, somehow. And sometimes it was the assist on Bobby Nyström's goal, or it could have been you know a, a play or a goal that he scored in, in a game to keep a, a winning streak going. Or it, it just he, he it seemed that he always came through in the clutch. And these guys. They, they they loved being Islanders. I, I hated seeing the fact that that Tinelli hadn't been around for so many years. Brought a smile to my face to see him back at uh, you know at the games and at the Coliseum and at, the, at Barclays and I'm, right. I'm thrilled with well, the fact that the ownership's a phenomenal
0: job of bringing those guys all back to the fold.
1: You can't say yeah. enough about you know what John Ledecky and Scott Malkin have done. You know, reaching out to guys, having them come back. You've seen having the alumni Tain, night now early seen, on in the right, season, oh, yeah. and, and inviting everybody. I mean, Literally guys who played everyone. one or two games, guys who played a shift. Yeah, <laughs> sure, bring them back. Not? Yeah. Sure, Latim, sure Latim, Latim, I'm not busy back. that Saturday. I'll be there. I, I just <laughs> and, and I, I, I Barry Richter. I, well, you look at look at Trevor Gillies. I mean, Trevor Gillies documented his entire weekend that he you know where he stayed and the dinners oh and really the, i didn't see that and again he, on facebook friends with him on facebook and, and oh, he oh, just nice. and just all these things that he did and just so appreciative of of what the ownership te- uh, had done and and, and management and, and being around the team it was it's 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 great to see they have done a, a, a spectacular job with that absolutely with and everything but now, really with that
0: again we we discussed this at length Last week, and, and I went on a little bit of a rant on this because, you know, the news came out that these guys were getting their numbers retired. And there were some people, and as far as I noticed, particularly in the younger crowd, you know, humans that didn't exist when these guys played for the New York Islanders, right. pretty much like myself, that are saying, ah, you know what, is great, but doesn't deserve it. Doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And you know, no, I'm not sure if I remember anybody saying that about Tonelli, but I do for sure remember some people saying that about Butch. And so I guess I want to pitch it to the audience here and ask you guys. I mean, are both of these guys, especially, obviously, those those of you who actually saw them, saw their careers? I didn't. But, I mean, you guys feel good about 91 and 27 going up in the Raptors? They deserve it? All right. All right. Very affirmative. Okay, both of them. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, young guys like me shouldn't really be weighing in on that. I agree. Because all you see is numbers, maybe a couple of videos. And and like you very very well explained last week, just what these guys contributed to the organization, contributed to the team, what they did on and off the ice, and you know it's it's great to hear that these guys because you never want to you don't want to water down you know the the accolade of getting your number retired you know for your for your team right you don't want to you don't want to have a guy that's controversial over that it's it's a sacred thing and and you look at what this franchise did during those four years that those Stanley Cups the nineteen. Playoff wins in a row And you can't just be Handing these things out To everybody that was On the team Now Grant I'm sure There's plenty of other heroes I know Ken Morrow's name Has come up And maybe a couple other guys Bob Bourne right But you know I guess those are kind of guys That maybe teeter on the brink You know they As were, far as
1: deserving they were, they were They were very important players They were very good players But they're not Put your number to the rafter type players These The guys who are up there Torrey, Arbor And the five numbers That are up there And now adding Tonelli and Goring to that Those are the deserving numbers. And honestly, I can go back, and and you guys can tell me whether you agree or not. I can't think of another player that has played for the New York Islanders that deserves to have their name up in the rafters.
0: Oh, so we do have a Kenny
1: Morrow Oh, we got a Morrow
0: fan. All right. Number three, huh? Yeah? Born... I'm sorry, sir. You have to leave. The exit is that way. I mean... He kind of almost has had his number retired in the sense that he's still on the payroll, man. Yes, I mean, he's not is. going against the cap, but the team is still paying that man. Yes. The team is still paying him. He's off doing his job at ESPN, which from what I hear, he's doing a great job over there. He does a phenomenal job. Yeah. He does. He's, he's definitely and, found know, his calling. Right. But he's still getting paid, man. He's, he's like the Bobby Bonilla, the New York Islanders. Is he still getting paid by the Mets?
1: Yes. Bobby Bonilla is, is going to get paid by the That's Mets for the next 15 Thank years. God, I'm not I believe. a Mets
0: fan. That's awful. Yep. That's awful. So, yeah, 39. I think we're going to keep that down oh, out of the rafters. <laughs> Very passionate. Very passionate. Yeah. He's wearing the pumpkin jersey. I love it. Is that a package? jersey? Is that jersey? a Michael
1: Pecka jersey? That's a Pekka jersey. I love, it. I love, I love it. it. I love it. All right. they, need another another they need another orange jersey. Another 27.
0: They need another orange jersey. It's time. I agree. See, I'm wearing the orange T-shirt. I mean, I'm, I'm trying oh, to sell w- it as I much as possible. I would go back to the
1: orange in a second. Yeah, though I do like. There's the There's a third lot of now. fans that don't like the orange. Though. I like the I like the alternates now, though. I do. I really I do no, like the alternates. Hey,
0: now. look, they're solid.
1: I like the they're orange not numbers. Awful. I, I, and, yeah, and the I like Islanders it.
0: have had their fair share of
1: awful yes, alternate jerseys. Have. Yes, they have. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think they're doing think now I've is, owned every one of them.
0: It's not. It's not black and white. It's not too controversial. It's got the actual Islander colors. I dig the the change to the stick on the NY. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yep. It's good stuff. All right, so moving on. Let's talk about a couple of um, youngsters right now. Oliver Wallstrom ends up being the lone representative for the New York Islands at the World Juniors. Nope. Okay, I'm lying. Correct yep. me, please. Jacob. He did score a goal. Thank yes, he you, did. buddy.
1: And a beautiful goal at that, by the way. I saw the replay. Jacob Pavanka is also uh, representing the Isles on Team USA as well.
0: Jacob Pavanka. Yep. Who the hell is that?
1: Well, if you remember... Uh, maybe you're a little too young. I don't know
0: who that guy but is. Michael
1: Pavanka used to play for the Washington Capitals. That His I son is Jacob Pavonka, and he plays on Team USA. When did the Islanders well. draft him? Uh, was it two years ago? Am I, t- am I wrong? Two years ago? Yeah, it's two years ago.
0: All right, wh- whatever you say, I'm going to believe because I have no idea. No, don't believe so, I mean, me. You believe the said... guy in the
1: audience. That's, that's a good <laughs> idea.
0: I mean, that's probably a good way to go.
1: Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Why not?
0: All right, so. He had a great goal today, Oliver Wallstrom. A beautiful goal. And, well, uh, do
1: we know what pavanka has been doing? And who's he playing for? Canada? He's a, no, he plays for Team USA.
0: Oh, okay. He's American. He was born, we know that when, now. He,
1: when he played in Washington, he was born in the United States because Washington, D.C. is within that the makes United sense. States. He so. could have been born on the road, man. You know, so. they could have been up in Toronto or Vancouver. No. All right, fair no. enough. No. Okay. All right. His all home right. address is in, was in Washington at the time, right. and that's where he was. Clearly, won, so. you
0: are besting me so far tonight it's, in the milder, right. pedantic. Anybody who listens
1: knows that that happens at least Ooh. once or twice a week. Wow,
0: that was a dig. It's all right. It's all right. I'll it's get you okay. back.
1: We got we got plenty of time. You can tag me back. It's okay. I'll catch
0: you back. We got an hour, man. You got it. All right. So, Oliver Wallstrom, do you want if he has a good World Junior? Do you want to see him back? With the team, do you want to see him as another option? Because, again, we talk about the forward lineup. We're, we're a little unsure of what they're doing there, especially with Clutterbuck going down. Is he another guy you want to see back? Or you want to see him maybe go back to Bridgeport Maronite there with his buddy Kiefer Bellows, who's scoring a lot of goals lately. He's looking good again.
1: I, I would like to see him go back, come out of the World Juniors, go back to, to Bridgeport, and and play at a high level there. Continue okay. the momentum he gets in the World Juniors, go back to Bridgeport, show it, and then if, he, if, if it takes off from there... Then I would yes, I would like to see him back, but it all depends. I mean, it's it, it depends upon whether he can show that next level at Bridgeport, which he hasn't been able to do yet. But you know, the, he's he's shown another level going back to the World Juniors. So coming back, playing in the AHL, I'd like to see it. And then, yeah, I, the guy's going to be an AHL player. There's no question.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I'm, I'm down with that. There's no rush. I mean, unless there's just a, a ton of injuries that that follow here. I, I'd say you're, you're on. You know, you're right about that. Let's send him back down. Um, another guy whose name I just mentioned Kiefer Bellows It's funny because you get a couple of these prospects with the Islanders That they're highly touted You know the first round draft picks, draft picks You look at a guy like Michael Cole, right? He, he played a couple years in Bridgeport He had very similar struggles Where he couldn't even put a goal in the net down there He ends up back with the Islanders Not everybody's favorite Maybe he needs a little more time <laughs> What's that? <laughs> right I, I, think, I think I'm putting it nicely for some fans Not everybody's favorite some people want him, what, shot into the sun, shot into the moon? That's, Fired that's the phrase the everybody used, fire, Fired fire into him the into the sun. Yep. So, look, I don't know if the kid's ever going to get it together on the NHL level. Barry Trotz seems to like something about him. I don't know if it's for a lack of personnel, but he's with the club. We'll see if he can get his act together. But I'm trying to just parallel him with Kiefer Bellows because, you know, the early going this year and even going back to last year, it just seemed like he was a disappearing act here for, for the Islanders and – and for, for Bridgeport, and it's like, oh no, is this going to be another early early round bust here? Where you know you thought the prospect pool was a little deep, and now you know he, he he fades a little bit. Now all of a sudden, just literally out of nowhere, what does he have? Nine goals in eleven games, or something like that. He's uh, I think it's eight eight and eleven. Eight he's and got eleven. Nine That's pretty
1: Yeah, um, I mean he's 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 gotten he's he's I believe he leads the team in goals. If I'm not mistaken, he, he does lead Bridgeport in goals. Uh, look, everybody knew that Kiefer Bellows could score. Okay, it was a matter of him making adjustments, him working on, on his skating. It was never a slow player, but he was a guy who, who definitely needed to take his sk- skating up a, a notch. Sure. Kind of the same thing with Dal Cole, took him a little bit longer. I don't think Dal Cole is nearly as offensively talented as Keeper Bellows is. Uh, so uh, well, I mean we'd I mean, like to
0: we're not supposed to be saying that Dal Cole was a f- number five overall pick. I mean he yeah, was but supposed that to be offensively does. gifted. Yeah, well so was Tom, so was
1: Thomas Hickey. he was taken 4th overall and that didn't happen. So, I mean <laughs> no, no, that no, doesn't mean he's he was not an defenseman. NHL player, but he didn't become the offensive player that everyone thought he was going to be. Okay, fair enough. So, yes. proceed. But Del Cole just is not he's been given every opportunity this year to to show his, you know, his you know, his offensive part of his game which he really hasn't done to this he has point. Not. And, I mean, time is running out. I mean, right now, if it wasn't for the injuries, I don't know that they could justify keeping him in the lineup at this point. But, you I mean he's got two points in his last 19 games or something to that effect. It's, it's not good. No. Um, and That's when you bad. have guys that are banging on the door, which are, like, as, as we said before, Kiefer Bellows, Oliver Wallstrom, Another guy who just came back uh, that's been uh, in on hiatus for a while. You gonna so, say it? I was just uh, no, I'm not saying up. his name. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just mentioning a guy is down there. That's all. But another former first round pick of the same draft. But anyway, the point being is that they have other guys who play the same position that are not far off. So you know it, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not they try. You know they they try to sneak them through waivers at some point, or if someone tries to. You know, it's it, something's got to give at some point. He's he's two points, like I said, in nineteen games. He's not getting it done offensively, and he's not a fourth line player. Hopefully not. Hopefully he's he's a top. I take nine a fourth line player least. at this point, but that's not what he is. So. No,
0: you're right. You're right. And and who knows? Maybe maybe he's a guy who, you know, as we get later into the season, you see, you know, look, Ross Johnson's been getting into a lot of games, which I like. I mean, for what he does, I think he's been great. Uh, I like it when he's in the lineup. And and it's funny because we we mentioned this too. You know, with the limited minutes that that guy gets, Mm -hmm. it always seems like something's happening on the ice. In a positive way, mm-hmm. you know whether whether he's chipping in a goal, a deflection, he's assist, or he's or he's you know using his fist to, to tease somebody a snot lesson. out of
1: somebody. Yeah, it's always it's it, listen. It's I, great to have I, a guy I, like that in your no, lineup. No, I agree. No I
0: agree. And, and Thomas Kunako recently came back from injury, so you know Barry Schatz is going to work him into the lineup here and there because for whatever reason, uh, even Barry Trotz's knows favorite. that
1: he's not an every night no, solution as well. So look, look, there's there is a there's a need on this team. And eventually, I know this guy is. I know there has been talk no training. We're going to get the get the crowd involved here for yes, sure. But we'll get that's into that. Going to come at some point or another, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But speaking of he who who shall not be named, real quick, the guy who who. <laughs> he's another one of those guys, yeah Voldemort But we're talking about the guy who, you know, every other week for, for a while We're just like, this is the last time we're talking about this guy He's old news, he's finished We've been saying it And for he just years, always bro. finds a way to get his name back in Islander News here And out of nowhere Crashing nets and cashing checks There it is, social media star Joshua Hosang. <laughs> so last week we get the news that he's coming back to Bridgeport which I don't think any of us saw coming. We thought he was banished. He was fired into the sun until the end of time. He comes back, and since last week, he got himself into a game. Now, I was too lazy. I didn't look at a stat line. So, Tony, I'm hoping you could help me out with that. Uh, did he do anything of significance in that one game that Set he played? Set up a goal. Is that right? Set First up a goal, game? guys. Yep. You got an assist. Yep. So, when's he coming back to the island? <laughs> Tomorrow.
1: No. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight. No, it's – look, I mean – I guess, you know, I guess Lou is getting, you know, becoming a big softy in his older age because (laughs) I I don't think anyone would have thought 10 years or 20 years ago that Lou Lamarillo would allow a Josh Hosang back after requesting a trade and not going to... So, uh, well... Yeah, I think that that's part that of it. That is
0: abundantly clear.
1: I mean, I'm sure teams have offered up, hey, I'll give you a seventh-round pick. I'll give you a future considerations, whatever. And, and Lamarillo's like, no, he's too talented of a guy to, to just let walk away like that. So he's going to well, do he, what's he, best for he the team. He was
0: interviewed, and he flat-out said, yeah, no, we, we offered him around, and there were no takers. I mean, they asked him, and he said, "Yeah, no, nobody wants it." Well, him. look, the neither b- do we.
1: Jo- and we've we've talked about this at nauseum, and and honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, it, to be honest, <laughs> gives us both odds. Jo- it does, it really does, and I cannot believe I'm having this frigging conversation again, again. But, but Josh it's Hosang's biggest problem is Josh Hosang, Okay, he has the he has the reputation of being uncoachable. And that is the worst thing that you can be have a label on as a hockey player. Okay, You could do anything else that's bad, Okay, but don't be uncoachable. And that's and, exactly what he has been dragging around with him.
0: Despite that fact, there is still a very vocal Josh Hosang supporters club within the Islander fan base. Well, now, I'm curious if anybody sitting in this room now is, is a member of that club.
1: Well, A lot lot of head shaking. And I'll I'll explain this very simply. I think everyone would. would. We've been saying that
0: for about 15 years. But
1: But go on. But this is the problem with Josh is that when he's in the lineup, they win. That's the problem. (laughs) Look at the record when he's in the lineup. That's a fair point. I know, but when he's in the lineup, they win. I I saw a stat the other day which was just absolutely amazing and that Leo Komarov... When the Islanders have had him in the lineup this year, they're like I don't know, they're like nine seven and whatever. And when he's not in the lineup, they're not like nineteen stat. one and one. Okay, now right. we know that he's not the reason well, why even, they're losing games. He even pointed games. that out last year, right? But, he was like, "All I'm
0: saying is they were nine zero and one when I was in the lineup." Yes, yeah. but
1: that's kind of the point. That's why fans hang their hat that was on that. Also when that when
0: Devontae came up too? Well, so it's, he, he probably should it's have credited a bo- that guy I'm not, well. Look,
1: I'm not saying that he's a direct result of them being on some Nobody, kind of yeah, streak. Of course not. The point I'm trying to make is that that's the reason why people are on this, this Hosang train is that, oh, he's in the lineup, they win. He's just he's like their yeah. you know, lucky rabbit's foot or whatever. It's not the case.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. You, you would think after everything that happened, they would finally relent. But, I mean, they're, they're still like wise in well, the sky in the lineup. I don't look, get it. He, got,
1: he asked for a trade. They sent them away. They sent them home. Yeah. What I, more so, proof I, do you need about that it. nobody I, wants this guy? I, we, we talked about it last week or the week before. Whatever it is, he kept himself in shape. Obviously, he comes back. He calls Little Amarillo outside of his representation. He gets them to send. Let him come back. That in itself, that's impressive. Okay? Sure. Does that on his the own. The bar is low. And then he's only there for a week, and he's on the ice. He, score, he sets up a goal in his first game. So he obviously kept himself in shape enough to get right into the lineup. Didn't need two weeks, this or that. Way so to earn that salary, just let him, let him play and see what happens. That's yeah. all I can tell you. I mean, just let him play yeah. and see what happens.
0: I don't know what this guy would even have to do down in Bridgeport for, for Lou and Barry to even Score. consider bringing him up. Score? Well, that's a nice start. Play, but, play but, a, 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 a. But I'm not even convinced that if he goes on a good run down there, I'm not convinced that Lou's even going to call him up. Because I, I, he, he was very specific in saying, yeah, this is something that he worked out with Chris Lamarillo and Brent Thompson. He was pretty much saying, I had nothing to do with he this. Also, yeah, I had nothing to did, do with this. But he
1: also said it was a clean slate him going down he there. He did say so. that. But. Yeah, well, And Lou's not a guy that would lie about something like we'll that, see. I don't think. We'll I think see. if he said that he would just, if he's going to play and then that's it, he would just say that. Well,
0: look, as of right now, the guy is lucky not to be playing beer league up in Toronto because he that's what he beer was league. doing up until now. So we'll see what happens. and I'm sure if something else will happen down the road, we're going to have to talk about that guy again. And it is what it is. So. Oh,
1: that, that conversation is not gone by so any stretch of So we'll,
0: we'll wrap up this Bridgeport corner of the discussion here with uh, one number 16, Andrew Ladd. He's a guy who we didn't think was going to get back into the lineup, but as you said, the injury with Cal Clutterbuck kind of necessitated it. He come That's a word. He comes up for, for one game, and he gets sent back down. He got what? Uh, no, I think he had two games, right? I think it was one game. One game. game. I was right the first time. So I should have my god. my gut. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> he comes up. He plays under 10 minutes. I mean, pretty quiet, 9 minutes, 53 seconds. Um, does anybody care at this point, Andrew Ladd? Yeah, no, I'm, no, he doesn't care. Uh.
1: <laughs> call me when he starts scoring. No, they no just, I think, no, they I think just it was like,
0: we saw I, all we needed to see, Andrew. Thanks for coming. I, <laughs> we'll call you in a month. We'll see what's going on. I
1: think it was the condition of his of his recall. He did throw some hits. I he, think.
0: That is one thing he did. Uh, he did lead the team in hits that night. I think at five five hits. That's true. Uh, sorry, Andrew, didn't mean to overlook that. You did do something on the stat sheet that was significant. But I don't know. I mean, at this point, you look at all the guys that this, this team has, and, and he's been a very divisive individual on this roster just because the guy can't stay healthy, can't stay in the lineup. When he was in the lineup, his numbers weren't all that impressive. That being said, I don't know. When the grind comes, February, March, April, obviously, he's a guy who Barry Trotz might want to have hovering around that team. Just for in the locker room, the sure. I mean, the, I mean, look, the guy came back up. He wore an A for that one game. He wore an A, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Especially if they were planning on sending him right back down.
1: Uh, so. he's, well, they're down an A, and he was wearing it before he yeah, left. Yeah, but they could have given that to but somebody who was like who's actually playing five years ago he left, but he was wearing the A before he left. So yeah, I mean, all
0: right. Well, Andrew led everybody. He came back. He went back to Bridgeport. And I don't know. We'll, I think we'll see I,
1: I think they said it was a, a condition of his release that he had to go either back or they got to make it a regular recall. That might but, be. But I mean, it, the fact that they didn't convert it into a regular recall is kind of speaks volumes of the fact that they don't really feel he fits onto this team right now. Right.
0: Right. For sure. And, and now that we're just keying on individuals, there's there's one that I guess we got to talk about who who made news over this Christmas break, and not exactly for hockey reasons. More for um, relationship reasons, and that is one Anthony Beauvillier, Mr. Tito, uh, shot his shot, as everybody's saying out there in the Twitterverse. Uh, what, was that Christmas Day? Was that the day after? It was Christmas Day. That's a bold move. You know, he, he must have been having a good time at Christmas with the family that day. So Tito, out of nowhere, a little hi, Anna Kendricks. How are you? <laughs> how you doing? First and, of all, and, and the Twitter world ate it up I sat back bro, and just watched. let me tell you something <laughs> but
1: good file tell me fans. something good file on the fans to get jump on his bandwagon right everybody tried to help Anthony. there An- was th- some
0: there was some really everybody really tried funny, to help Anthony out, right follow-up Go, tweets I have to say she responded today. today
1: she responded today she appreciated it yes nothing else but she appreciated <laughs> it that's for sure <laughs> right. apparently she's in a long-term relationship with somebody though she's not married but I, hey, I don't know
0: did you check guys the choir good. for that earlier? Is no, that a- <laughs> it was
1: in some freaking article I read. I don't all right. Know. But anyway, TMZ? the point is I, – probably. Okay. So but the point is is that the guy's got good taste. He went for it. I won't good argue with him. that. And everybody, anybody who responded, I don't know if anybody did in this room, but if you did, good for you because it was very everybody funny. needs help now in it. And if that guy would have gotten –
0: It's funny, though. Go out you you her, see all the the, the the articles and headlines and that came out. And it's, it's, just everywhere. Like, it's, it's everywhere. No, but it just says, like, hockey player <laughs> – Reaches yeah. out, you know, like they don't name the guy. They don't say what team he's on. Well, she's only got
1: like 30 Local million followers. Player. Doesn't she have like 30 million followers on Twitter yeah. or something like that?
0: Yeah. You know, I didn't realize she was 34. I thought she was younger. She looks like 12. Look, that's weird. Let's take that away. I said she looked like <laughs> 12. I didn't say she was 12. <laughs> anyway, didn't think she was 34, but good for her. She looks great. She's doing Been a great job. A great voice. Yeah, so the, the Doritos commercial that she's doing now. Yeah, good we try to we try to make that so work. That Hockey was... night in New York. We're talking about Anna Kendrick. I mean, yeah. why not? Right? The why bug. not? Sure. So good for you, Tito. I, I hope it works out. But I guess, like you said, he's she's in a relationship, so it probably won't. But you know, sometimes you're
1: thirsty. It's in a relationship. <laughs> I think, you're was, I, shoot think, I, think shot. I read it. I think if I read this correctly, he's a cinematographer. Great. Wow. Fantastic. He better be there, some, she, he's be in some the industry. freaking cinematographer yeah. to have yeah. be going out with Adam Well, Kendrick.
0: you know, just for fun, hopefully the saga continues. You know, the, the Islanders social media team has been really good, you know, uh, ever since this ownership took over and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Isles try to do something fun or that funny would, that would be with so that great. whole thing. And I think they've that been be quiet great. since that happened. I don't think the Islanders have chimed in at all nope. themselves. So it nope. be interesting to see if they, uh, that's they do usually, something. They just that's have a usually a sign that they're
1: working on something.
0: It might be. It might be. So, moving on. We talked about the goalies. We talked about Varlamov. Why don't we talk a little bit about special teams? You know, we bring it up on most shows, but it's a it's a fluid thing. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And we'll talk about where they sit right now. The power play is currently tenth overall, successful at a twenty one point four percent clip. That is markedly better than where they were a season ago. <laughs> Chris is very happy about that. We're, we're, we're glad is. that you are. So we should be. But it's funny though. It was like a week or two ago. I don't know. It was like you know, live tweeting during one of the games, and you know, saying how the the islands were unsuccessful. They just it was one of those rough games where they just couldn't buy a goal in the power play. And, and uh, one guy, uh, Mike or Matt, I, f- I apologize if I got your name wrong, but he's like, you know, same as Gomez, man, or something like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it' was like one bad game with the power play. And now and now we're comparing the, the new assistant to, to Scott Gomez. I mean, 10th overall. They were at the bottom of the league all year last year. So marked improvement. They're moving around a lot more out there. And, look, just because you change the personnel and, and you expect improvement with the power play, it doesn't mean you're going to score every time they're out there.
1: Yeah, and there's one you thing. you got to dial thing, back these expectations. There's one thing they need to work on with the power play. What's that? Is getting more of them. They don't have enough. That's not their fault, buddy. Now, we haven't discussed the great power play
0: conspiracy in a long time.
1: Here we go. I mean,
0: that was much more Here prevalent in the in the earlier going of the season. But they are still at the bottom of the league in power play opportunities. Yeah, but, they have 84. But I 84. can't see any way or reason to blame the team itself that they're not drawing enough penalties. They're working hard. They're fighting through checks. You know, I mean, and that's the sort of thing that draws these penalties. I mean, Matt Barzell is getting high-sticked every other shift, and they're not calling it. Yeah. Am I right? So, I mean, again, I have a little fun calling this thing a conspiracy. But why, why aren't the refs making these calls? Because we're the Islanders. Okay. There you go. Because we're the Islanders you we hear from the crowd. Could be. Do you think that the, the NHL and the referees have, have huddled together and said, don't give those guys power plays. Keep them keep them five on five. No, no. advantages for those guys. No. Right. <laughs> I don't, right. honestly. Of course not. But I mean it is weird, guys. We're almost halfway through the season. And well, it they're hasn't tied with, out.
1: they're tied with Vegas for tenth overall uh with power uh, and power play percentage Successful right rate. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas has had 117 power play opportunities. The Islanders have had eighty-four. Like it's that's that's like not even close. That's unreal. It's not even Over close. Over 30, thirty. 33. More power plays. But what and they've about, only had now, seven Now, do you more have holes. the
0: team with the most opportunities in front of you? Or no? Uh, I'll
1: tell you in a second. He's going to tell us in a second, Vancouver folks. has had 142.
0: That's almost double.
1: Almost double. And the Islanders are last. And they're behind Montreal, who's 30th, by 13.
0: It's wild. I mean, I really thought by now it would have balanced out. But for whatever reason, they're just not calling penalties. I don't, I don't get it. It's just another... Barrier that this team has to fight through to,
1: to maintain success. In, so, I don't know. And Pittsburgh is one of the least, uh, is, is down there too, the 27th. They played one more game than the Islanders have. They've had 104 power Which play is surprising to
0: me because Sidney Crosby is a very good swimmer. But Sidney Crosby's He's been a out dog. of the lineup. Yeah. That too, yeah, I guess that helps. He's yeah, been hurt and that, Malkin's that been in and out of
1: the lineup, too. so.
0: Okay. All right, well, with that out of the way, we'll talk about the PK. Now, that was more, you know, towards the middle of the pack uh, for the majority of the season but given this rough patch of games that they've had they've fallen down to 21st overall 79.2 percentage there and it's strange right because you look at how successful this team is at defense 5 on 5 right the, they're still giving up the least amount of goals in the league despite giving up 8 to Nashville recently despite giving up 6 to Anaheim a week ago and for whatever reason this team is in the in the bottom third of the league in the penalty kill and and. You know, what do you attribute that to? What are you seeing, Tony?
1: They're giving up too many power play goals.
0: Folks, Tony's to bill, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank I mean, Tony in for all coming series, down. I mean, I'm not he wrong. Does a great job. <laughs> thank you, Tony. <laughs> uh, hockey night in New York would not be where it is today <laughs> if it wasn't for analysis like that.
1: Well, you know, I mean. I just and I don't know I where we are exactly,
0: but we wouldn't be there. I
1: just tried to capture the spirit of the thing.
0: You're doing great. So, thank you. So can we get a, a, a more analytical answer
1: to that question? Look, what do you, what's why why are they not preventing goals? I I, th- I think again it has to do with the fact of is that And
0: feel free to chime in if there's something you guys are seeing it. out there. Chris has something. Chris, what do you got? I think they're coming up against Very good power plays Okay. The opposition. Okay.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Had some injuries on top of it. But Bo- yes, Boston, of course. Yes. yes. The Predators, well, we saw that. We saw what happened that night had some injuries on top of it. You know, you had some guys who have not not just been out of the lineup but applies who are playing hurt that have been in the lineup as well. So right. that's that you know, that's right. a portion of it as right. well. Right. Right. So I mean I mean look, look again, everyone they 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 played at a high level early on in the season. They've dropped down a little bit. They've given up what we said what 14 goals this week alone. I mean, it's yeah. they need to, you know, kind
0: of well, like I said at the top of this section here, the special teams are fluid. You're going to have success. You're going to have some failures here. And it wasn't too long ago that they were singing the praises of the penalty kill on the athletic. You had that piece about the power kill, right. how they're much more aggressive out there, uh, pursuing the puck, pr- pursuing the which the that's puck possessor. also
1: it's an adjustment as well because teams are going to notice the fact that they are playing more aggressive and they're going to make adjustments. And now they're going to have to go back and make their adjustments. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a fluid you know number that's going to they're going to rise and fall. If they're in if they're in the top 15 by the time they get to the end of the season, that's plenty heading into the uh, heading into the playoffs. I agree.
0: All they got to do is middle of the pack because they were pretty much bad to terrible in both categories last year and look how well they played. Look look where they exactly. finished in the standings. So you don't need special teams towards the top 5 10 of the league if you can just be at least middle of the pack. They're probably going to have an even better season than they had last year. So moving on from that Let's get to that team needs section of the show. Now, about a year ago when we were here uh, for that Toronto Islanders game, it was a wonderful night. <laughs> wonderful night seeing seeing the Toronto Maple Leafs get uh, can manhandled Can I just, can by I just the interrupt you for
1: once? Oh, please, <laughs> one go second. ahead. Yeah, sure. Just because we had this conversation earlier. Yeah. So um, the, the, the great Michael Fornabio, who covers the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, yes, does a great just job. tweeted out the lines for tonight. Okay. The top line in Bridgeport tonight, Otto Koivola. Andrew Ladd, and Josh Hosang.
0: There you go, folks. Line one right wing. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he does. To Josh. To Josh and the Sound Tigers. All right.
1: So. And Cole Bardreau is back in the lineup down there. So it'll be well, interesting to see if he comes back He did back a good up, job when he was up in the island, Especially with Clutterbuck being out long term. For sure.
0: For sure. So, again, year ago, we're sitting here. We're talking about how great the Islanders are playing, you know, towards the end of December. And we started talking about what does this team need? Well, What's going to help them continue their success, maybe extend their playoff success? And we were talking about who the Islanders were going to pluck off the St. Louis Blues. Again, this was December 29th. Yep. And if you guys remember, the Blues came out, you know, the general manager came out and said, oh, a- anybody's available. What's going on, buddy? And and we're talking Tarasenko. We're <laughs> I, mean, we, we, I think we even talked. Yeah, Brayden Chen. Chen. I think that even was my Petrangelo's guy. name came up. You know, we're thinking they're going to have a whole fire sale. So, I guess with that preface, you have to take where this conversation goes with a grain of salt because you never know what can happen between now and the end of the year. And there's not too many teams that are out of it. In fact, Arthur Staples' piece today was talking about this a little bit, basically saying that the centers and the devils are really the only two teams that you might be able to eyeball right now saying, oh, and the Red Wings, sorry, that you or might be Red able Wings to talk about sure. saying, yeah, they, they might have some guys available that, you know, you can look at to help this team. So, with that being said... As we've discussed in the show previously, it seems to be there's two common needs that that Islander fans are discussing right now. And it's either a top six forward, whether it's a center or a winger, or a third line center. So I want to bring you guys into this as well. I want to know what you guys think. If you had to choose between one or another, I mean, maybe we can get greedy and get both. But if not, you think we need a top six winger or a third line center? So we have top six winger, we have... Pajot. Okay, we'll talk about him. We'll obviously have to talk about him. So, right, right. Well, he's going to be UFA. He might be available as we get close to the trade deadline. We don't know yet. But he's a name you got to talk about because, you know, whether, whether you think one need is higher than the other, he would certainly fit that third-line center need. And both. He's in
1: scoring. He scored. He went 16 goals so far this season?
0: Yeah. He's putting up great numbers, and, and that's a little out of character for him. He's, he's, he's not known to be the highest scorer, but he's, he's doing a great job this year with Ottawa. We'll see if that's something he can maintain. But I, I do have to say he's, he's, a, he's a he would fill a big need for this team. And, you know, you had a guy who we were talking about not too long ago, Taylor Hall who maybe a lot of us thought might have been available. He's obviously off the table now going to Arizona. So, you know, for the folks out there that do think that the top six forward is the biggest need, with Hall off the table, for me it's hard to figure out who that other guy might be. Do you have anybody in mind? No, not at the moment. Duclair's looking good too. Yeah, he's putting up numbers now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Duclair. A little former Ranger. Shove it in their faces. We can Ryan Strom the Rangers a little bit, you know. Wouldn't be a, He's putting out wouldn't great be a bad right thought. Now. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think unfortunately with the top six guy, we're not going to know who that may or may not be until we get closer to February. Just because you have you know this parity in the league, everybody's getting points left and right, shootouts, overtime losses. It's going to take a little while for these teams to kind of bottom out. Because I look at I look at Detroit. I look at um, sorry the the Devils. Not a lot there. Not a lot there in those two teams. Right. Kyle Palmieri. Now I think he has he still has a long term deal though right? Two years left in his contract. Two years left. Yep. Okay. And do we know the number? Do we see they're doing their our job for us? We appreciate that. So do we know how much salary he's making right now? We don't. It's over five. I'm looking it up. Over five million. See that that might be an issue, especially with two years left. You, you might have to shuffle the deck a little bit there. Might have to shuffle the deck. But I just think. If you're going to be looking at that position, the top six forward, you're probably going to be looking at teams that have something a little better to offer. D- Detroit and New Jersey right now just doesn't impress me too much.
1: Palmieri has got this year and next 4.6 on his, uh, yeah, on his deal. See,
0: that's, that's, that's a little rich. And he's got a
1: modified no-trade clause.
0: Okay. All right. Modif- that's true. He might be one of the few guys that would say, yeah, I'll go to the Islanders. Sure. Sure. Put him on my trade list. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to say he can't help, but... When you look at a name like Taylor Hall, and then you go from that to Palmieri, it's like, well, can he can he really fill the need the way we were kind of hoping? But it, again, it all it all also comes down to who's going to be available. We don't know who that's going to be. Yeah, we just talked about hosting before you walked in, Bud, and I don't know. <laughs> Ah, all right.
1: There's, there's He's your, part of that the crew. guy you were looking for. <laughs> He's part of that there's crew a, we were We were looking about. for you about five minutes ago, <laughs> We found pal. one. We knew,
0: we knew there was some here. We, we were looking for you <laughs> about five minutes ago. <laughs> we were just talking about you, man. Yes. Well, we'll see if he was actually telling the truth. Because Lou says a lot of things. So we'll see. But look, yeah, I think Pajot is a great name to bring up. I think... He would be a perfect fit with this team. The work ethic that he has, obviously the numbers he's putting up, it's hard to argue with that. But, you know, whether you go rental or whether you go long-term, I think Pajot has to be one of the first names. And I'm sure Lou has already picked up the phone and talked to Ottawa just to just to see what's going just on. Just to gauge. Just to see what's going on. And, and you know, there was some reports coming out that, that he did speak to, uh, to um, New Jersey about Taylor Hall. But yeah, that's going
1: gonna to be a summertime thing, I think, for Taylor Hall. It's it's already been bandied about. I read an article from. Uh, well, that's the thing. Kev, uh, you DuPont look a little DuPont longer term, and
0: and and the Hall dream isn't over.
1: No, this the call's summer, not over. It's
0: you'd have to move. You'd have to shuffle some chairs on the deck, without question. Obviously, somebody's going to have to go. They're going to have make have to make room. We all know that you got Barzell's contract coming up. You got Pullik's contract coming up. Even Taves to a lesser degree. All those guys are going to push push the number up to the cap. The cap ceiling will probably go up. We don't know yet if it's going to be enough. But, yeah, if, if you're going to bring in a guy like Taylor Hall on his UFA contract, you're going to have to force some guys out. And, 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 you know, it's funny bringing that up. You know, some of us weren't sure that Nick Letty was still going to be an Islander coming into this season. Because everybody talks about that tra- young defense you have, that was coming in. You have tradable and, maybe and you don't non-tradable need anymore. assets.
1: You have tradable and non-tradable yeah, assets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, after the season, you can move Andrew Ladd's contract after the season. It is is full no-trade becomes a modified no-trade. Lou is, is, is famous for, for moving those non-tradable deals. Uh, contracts off of his off of his salary cap, so that's definitely a possibility. You have a tradable commodity in Nick Letty that you can move. You're going to have to move a defenseman at some point anyway because Noah Dobson is going to have to get a, a spot on this team at one point or another. So I, I think that there's definitely salary that can be moved, will be moved, and uh, if a guy like Hall hits the market, they are going to be in on a guy I like that. I have
0: no doubts. So I think the question is uh, just more when not so much if, you know, whether whether they have to move somebody around this year. But look, the later in the season that you go, you don't really have to shift too much salary around for the rest of the year. Right. So they can bring in a, a high-priced guy at least for the end of the year and then worry about it over the summer. But, yeah, I mean, look, if Lou's going to be active this summer trying to bring in some more firepower, which I think he will be, then, yeah, you're, you're probably going to have to bid farewell to a guy like Nick Letty or, you know, perhaps, who knows, maybe, maybe get creative with – with some buyouts You know Johnny Boychuk I suppose Could be a part Of that conversation We know that Andrew Ladd can't be Because he's just Buyout proof You know But maybe he gets Cast off to LTIR You know Robidas Island As everybody calls it
1: So Lou's got some options If they keep him in, the, if they also keep him In the AHL He also might be Be more uh, He might be more uh, Ladd might I'm get wrong. sick Of
0: riding the bus man That's my point yeah. he,
1: might, he, he might get to the point Where he says Hey can you he move He might just me? say
0: Send me home to my family right. I'll collect my check No problem Right. Oh, my knee. It, it does still hurt. <laughs> you know what? Take me out, and then all of a sudden, that's what five and a half off the cap ceiling. Right. And that would be a huge help.
1: Well, so yeah, Lou's yeah, got it's, options. It's well, like I said, it, and 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 Lou has always been been very good at getting these contracts off. I believe he got Nathan Horton off of uh, off of Toronto. Oh, he's done books. It multiple
0: times. Yes. Nathan Horton, uh, David Clarkson, right? I think he did that. Clarkson,
1: and then he moved. Uh, uh, oh, remember, he moved Malakoff's contract.
0: Oh, off we're of going the back Devils, we
1: going back. But he this was originally he was the first one to do it, if I'm not mistaken. He moved Malakoff to, to to San Jose, if I'm not mistaken, just to get Maybe, him off the yeah. books. And and,
0: and Stefan Robida, I think that was that was Lamarillo too. So right. he, he's got his ways. He's got his methods. So you know, you bring up the cap, and yes, it is a concern. But I think at the end of the day, you know, they're they're going to be able to make moves over the summer, so that that's not going to be a huge concern. The biggest right. the biggest concern is getting Matt Barzell signed to a long term deal. Hmm? I, I honestly just hand the guy a check, hand him a check. He's from, he's a guy. He is a Seattle guy. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to want to be a part of the uh, the start of that franchise. I mean, look, we we saw what Vegas did. That is a one in a million situation. I don't think he's going to want to be part of a growing growing franchise. And also, I think the teams now in the league are going to be much better better prepared for the expansion draft, where they're not going to be giving up all these guys. I think Seattle's going to have a much tougher time to relevancy than Vegas had. That was just a one-in-a-million situation. So I'm not too concerned about Seattle. I think the only way Matt Barzell starts thinking about elsewhere is if Lou ends up being a real stickler with that contract. And I wouldn't rule it out. And what was it, two weeks ago when, when Tony was, was absent, I had Brian Compton on the show. And he was saying, oh, I, th- I think that's going through Channing Cam, that discussion. I almost I almost lost my shit. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like... No, man, that's not how he's like. Yeah, Shawnee, don't be surprised. And and Barzell has been saying some things in the media. You know, especially he, he talked about Tavares a year ago and, and, and talking about all these young guys like Mitch Marner and, and how the, the, the contracts are kind of shifting now towards these younger guys, which I do think is better for the league. You know, why pay a guy who's approaching his 30s, you know, for essentially the decline of his career when you can just lock these guys up between 22 to 25, you know, years old. And then, you know, by the time their contract is over, you know, maybe maybe they're walk. still worth it by the time it is, right? Right. Well, yeah, and we talked about that on the show previously too. That that year was one of the worst unrestricted free agent years in NHL history. When you Aposto Lad, yes, Nilsson, Lucci, Milan Lucci. That's right, pal. I mean, you go down a list, and it was awful. And and I think that that's why we're seeing this trend now, where guys like Marner are cashing, and I think Barzell going to cash in big time this summer. And you know, I just hope the guy's willing to sign an eight-year deal because he might bet on himself and say, you know what. I'm good with five. I'm good with six. And then I'll really cash in after that. Hopefully that doesn't end up being the case. Hopefully they get him in for a long term. But, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a concern this summer. Thankfully we don't have to worry about it till then. Hopefully, hopefully before that time comes, he's finished taking his steps from the Stanley Cup. That's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. What do you think? figures Figures from Matt Barzell. I mean, I think the general consensus, and, uh, and I'm going to play it safe and go with it. I mean, I think it's going to be around 10 mil. I do.
1: It's only it'll be 10 million if it's a long, yes. A long if term. It goes I'll the give him the eight 10 if he signs years, for the eight. If he right. signs for five, then it'll be much less. It'll be it probably would be five by eight. If he signs well, for Well, usually
0: years. the longer term a deal goes, the, the lower the contract is. You, actually,
1: no, the, no, it's usually the other way around. If they want, if they want only the five year deal, <laughs> so they want to hit, they want to hit unrestricted free agency, the number will be lower. If it's if it's higher, look, we'll give you the ten million. You got to give us the eight years. Okay. If I you're mean, only willing right, to give us enough. five, we're only going to give you eight. Okay. Because you're buying out those years of unrestricted free agency. Okay. So. Basically, right, so you're he, saying, okay, you want four, you want three or four million dollars a year more over the course of those years. You right. got to give us the eight years. Okay. That's what the sticking point with Toronto was because Marner didn't want to do that. Marner wanted you only know, wanted the shorter term deal because he wanted the higher salary in the shorter term deal because right. he wanted to cash in again. He never wanted to leave. He just wanted to he wanted to be able to cash in again after five years. Right.
0: Okay. And so now to, to piggyback all this onto the, the last part of this conversation as we talk about the team needs. What they may or not need, may or may not need going into the the stretch run here, going into the playoffs.
1: Now, look, and this is the one thing when I when i talking about also is that the the uh, the TV contract for the NHL is up after after this after this year, they're going to sign a new TV contract and each league that has signed a contract that that money has been dumped back into the salary cap. So right now the way the CBA is is the way the way that it works is that they have numbers each and every year what what are the league revenues? If that league revenue goes with a 2 billion dollar contract over the course of the next 10 years, that number is going to Make the salary cap go higher. The NBA, right? Because it ties there. into
0: hockey-related revenue, right? I believe. And, and then HRR—they always bring that up when the CBA discussions come exactly. up. Exactly. So right. you see what
1: happened with the NBA when their when their TV contract was up. They got such a big number. Each team had an additional twenty million dollars. Now that's not going to happen in the NHL, but no. the fact that they had not, they were given guys who were eight million dollar players who were getting twenty five million dollar deals because all these teams had all this cap space to. to, to uh, that they didn't have previously. Right. So that will eventually push the salary cap number up. Maybe not next summer, but the f- maybe the summer after that.
0: Indeed, Tony. And now that you're done with your rude interruption. I Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> just to dial it back to where I was. Now it's, it's cool. We're pals. It's We're buddies. We get along. We get along. We're okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> We're all right. So just to ask you guys a question, you know, we talk about what this team may or may not need. Now, look, they've been in the top five of this league Since the season started, essentially, right? Sometimes they're second overall, sometimes they're third, but they haven't gone below fifth. So, I mean, you can make a case, you know, with that being said, but granted, everybody in this room knows this team much better than anybody from the outside looking in. So with all that lead up, is this team a Stanley Cup contender now? As is. One One more piece. One more piece. Okay. So a top nine guy. Because you were saying Peugeot, and he's probably a third line center on that team. Man, really? I mean look, Barry's been very fluid with his guys. He could work his way into the top six, it's true. But just looking at the role he typically plays. Oh, he's gotta go. I mean, where's the bouncer really? in these sorts of situations? How do you let that guy in the room? I mean, look, I would understand now, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely sidetrack into another conversation, but I think you guys are gonna appreciate this. All right. Now you got this guy. The Islanders are playing the Blackhawks. They're playing the Blackhawks of Chicago. The New York Rangers playing Madison Square Garden. They're not up playing the, the Islanders tonight. They're up the bl- now. Now, they're granted, right now they're playing right now. There you go. There you go. That's right. We got the late game tonight. Right? Yeah. So now look, maybe this fellow came here with his buddies, and he's like, "I want to watch the Ranger game." Okay, fine. Maybe they'll dedicate a TV to that for sure. My real, my real pet peeve, though. Whoa, sorry about that. My real pet peeve, though, is when you go to the Coliseum or Barclays Center and the Islanders are playing the Canadians or the Flames and you always get at least that one guy or girl that shows up in the Ranger jersey. What is that about? Do you need that much attention in your life? I mean, because that's the only reason why they're doing it. You know, well, they they didn't just you know get out of bed and say, oh, you know what? Today's a good day for the Ranger jersey." No, well, they they knew they're going they knew they're going to the, they the island game, and they say, "I'm going to make a statement tonight."
1: Well, well, how about this? How about this? You know the, you know the guy who keeps showing up at the Coliseum in the in the Toronto Tavares jersey. Yes, he's a Ranger fan. Wait, what? He's a Ranger fan. Yes. You know the story, right? Okay. Ah. Come okay. Come over here. Come
0: over here. I want to hear the story. Go ahead. Tell tell us the story. Just watch that feedback. Watch the, watch the speakers. Yeah. yeah
1: sure. Okay,
0: so I'm in 236 What's your
1: name? Emmanuel, Manny. Manny Nice to meet you guys
0: Nice to meet you, Manny All right, so thanks, for, thanks for hanging out
1: I know exactly what you're talking about He's a uh, Tavares Always wears that Tavares uh, that, yeah, And two Ranger fans Who sit next to him the whole game They got thrown out The last home game, actually Because they, oh. they threw a beard at an Islander fan Come on but that, but that guy Come on there, right? yes, yeah. I remember, I remember yeah. the story <laughs> Thanks, man. So, <laughs> Thanks a lot, but man. But the guy, he, he, we told a fan, I forget who it was, but he told a fan, no, oh, I'm a Ranger fan. I bought this jersey because I wanted to piss off all the other fans. Now, I mean... Give me a break. I, don't, I mean, Are you look at the kids in here, because I'd be cursing my brains I out right now. But God, yeah, I that's just don't get that's it. ridiculous? I don't get it. If you're gonna spend money to piss now, off another fan base, I mean give me a break.
0: Right. Wow. And it seems like everybody in here is a, is in agreement here, but I mean I guess I gotta ask though, are there any hypocrites in this room? Any of you guys want an Islander jersey to a
1: Rangers Flames game or anything like Never that? Never in
0: my life. Anybody go to the garden? Never in my life. I just wanna make sure. All right. Okay, fair enough fair If enough. my team
1: is playing Different story But I'm never going to walk Into yeah, Madison no, Square of Garden When, you wear when the Rangers the are playing the, the Blue garden. Jackets on a Tuesday a Be freaking stupid That doesn't make any sense I like that Look at FDNY Look with the NY yeah. in the middle I like that, Who's That's, that guy? Very That's, nice. A nice That's very nice That's a nice sweatshirt I gotta yes. find that guy later A
0: lot of well-dressed Islander fans I here, like right? that That's good Absolutely So, but yeah I just It's ever since I was a kid Going to the Coliseum And I see these clowns Wearing Ranger jerseys There's always one it's always, of all ages, you know, maybe you give a kid a break. Okay, fine. You, you, you're not getting well-parented, but that's fine. You know, you're wearing your Ranger jersey. Hopefully, you know, you can work that out over the years. But then you see these adults coming in, you know, with a shite-eating grin on their face. And they think they're the funniest guy in the world. We're in the range we should,
1: we should she, have this conversation at parlay. Is when we should have this conversation. We will, that's we'll bring it is back. A definite, that's fine. That's, that's a everybody's a gonna right forget there. we talked about this tonight anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: That's true. <laughs> we'll do it again, probably. Yes, Chris. One better. What do you got? Okay, preseason game against the Flyers a couple years ago, okay. a Toronto
1: Tavares a jersey. A Wow, that's that yeah, guy. well, that's probably that same guy. We we have seen. He some. He shows th- up. has like a bad penny. He's all
0: over the place. We have seen some trolls filtering in from the Toronto fan base.
1: Yeah, we yeah, have. They, they right now. They... <laughs> of course. Yeah, but of course. really, honestly, what, what's going on up there? They they gotta they gotta clean up their own house first. They can't. They They're doing can't a little, little better. On here. the
0: Sheldon Keith, doing a little better.
1: Doing a little better. Bro, did you see that game? What was it like, nine to eight, the final score? Yeah, that score?
0: was uh, Long Island really came out on yeah, that we, one. Uh, <laughs> the final score.
1: It happens. <laughs> it happens every once in a while.
0: So anyway, just to just to finish that rant and that point, I just don't get it. I, I never will. But it's without fail, one one in those thirteen thousand people is always going to be somebody wearing a Ranger jersey. Congrats to you. You, you did a great job. <laughs> Way to go. There you There's go. your attention.
1: Go ahead. What do you got, man?
0: Please, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to repeat it just so the listeners at home can hear it. Uh, top six forwards. Okay. Okay. How does it not? So so we, we just had a gentleman in the crowd ask us, Panarin, the numbers he's putting up with the Rangers, you know, how does that make us feel as Islanders supporters? And it, obviously it makes us feel like crap. We we don't like it. Well, uh, well, no. I mean, you look at the dream, right? We were this close, and 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 you know, Tony and I can attest to this because we did a show the night before July first. We had,
1: oh a, my god, yeah.
0: So you know, some so, you know, this is actually really funny. So. Somebody put a uh, gave us a, a terrible review on uh, Apple Podcasts yes. after that show. Yep. Because, you know what, Sean Pete and hasn't Tony, been they do to a pretty good it. job, but they spent 30 minutes talking about how Panera was going to be an
1: island on July. And I first. can't get over that. And I That's what the he review, put off. And up. I can't blame him. I can't blame him. We, we went by what was going on there, so I mean, it happens. Thank you. Everyone, look, freaking Bob McKenzie well, thought he was going When to you arms. get
0: Elliot Friedman and Bob McKenzie telling you the night before. That right. the Islanders are right. the front runner, you're gonna get
1: giddy, and we got a little and giddy. We were doing a dance. We were, li- we were thrilled. We were, we were, we we were talking we about line pen-air. combinations. Yep, we were, we were. So that was where we went wrong. To we answer, should have, we should have never had line combinations ever again. Never again. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. So to answer your question, I mean,
0: absolutely, of course, because everybody thought he was that missing piece. He was gonna be that top six for. I mean, top right. three forward. That was gonna be riding shotgun to Matt Barzell. And they were going to take us to the promised land. Right. I mean, I don't think any of us would be talking about a, a needed piece right now, barring any sort of injuries, right? Nope. nope. With, that, with that guy in the lineup. I mean, because that filters everybody else down, and, and it makes that you know makeshift third line probably look a little better with whoever they do end up putting there. You know, maybe you're more comfortable with Derek Broussard there, even if he's not putting up numbers, because you got Panarin scoring 40 goals in 20 games anyway, right? So you don't need that production at a Bizard. It's almost it's almost a gift that, that Trot's toyed with that and put him on the wing just just to say, oh, hey, look, this guy could score some goals in the wing. How about that? Right. But you wouldn't even have had to have that experiment if if Panarin came in. So yeah, I mean, look, it's it's old news now, you let it go. But I mean, it sounded like they were this close. And I and I and I still believe this to this day, that if the Rangers didn't want him. If they were out of the mix, if they had said, "You know what? We still got two, three, four years left in this rebuild. Why put all this money into a guy like Panarin, where we're going to be struggling just to make the playoffs?" Right. So, and I, I kind of thought that that's the way it was going to go. You know, I have I, I would say without question, if the Rangers did not come into that conversation, he was going to the Islanders. I don't think he was going he was. to Florida. Oh, uh, I don't I think agree. he was going anywhere else. I think. He, why do I think he picked the Rangers? at The end of the day. I think, I think he was drawn in by, yeah, I think he won a Manhattan.
1: Look, I think we can, can, as Islander fans, you can you could talk all about, you know, the practice facility and the new building and everything like that. The new York Rangers are considered a first-class organization, and they are. There's no question. First-class facilities, you play in the middle of Manhattan. I mean, it's you're a rock star. You're playing, and and these guys, some of these guys come from these little towns, you know, in the middle of the mountain someplace, and they see one game a month on their little TV that they're watching, right? And they're looking at it, and they're saying, God, I would love to play every game at Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, they're going to take a little bit less. That's why the Red Wings and... Penguins and you know the the the, the, the uh, Canadians and the Bruins. That's why they get these guys when they go when they're in the, and they're in the conversation. Teams like you know teams like the Islanders and this and that. They're always going to be that second tier. You can offer them more money and hopefully they want the money. But when all said and done, the uh, the opportunity to put that jersey on is definitely something that holds a lot of lore for hockey players. It's just it is the way it and, is, and, and he that's wasn't something shy about that. We gotta that go back.
0: While he was still with Columbus, I mean, the word got out that the guy wanted to play in a major city. You can't get much more major than than the Rangers now. Right. You, now, of course, you could say, "Well, the Islanders are right there," but they're still in they the right island. There. They're still in Brooklyn. They're still going between two arenas. And and I don't know if I don't know if the word has really gotten out yet to the rest of the league what Malkin and Ledecky are doing for this franchise. And and with, I think you it's know, there now. And Barry Trotz being I there.
1: think it's out there now.
0: It is now, but you know, you go back to July, and maybe he wasn't sure yet, you know, or maybe he he saw what they did last year, maybe he wasn't convinced. I mean, it could be a million different things. It sounded to me
1: as if. That's another important right. right. thing, right?
0: because nobody was believing that ha- that was happening until right. you saw well, shovels. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't think any of make. us
1: believed it was going to happen until it was literally... Right. Until
0: you were standing in that hole, you didn't believe that it was going to happen. That's a great point to make. So, again, there was a lot of potential question marks that were still surrounding this, this franchise. So, you know what? Maybe you just played it safe. And if you're to believe the reports that came out afterwards, apparently his agent and his wife wanted him to go to the Islanders. I mean, more money, right? Take the money, of course. And, you know... He didn't want it. He didn't need it. And he went to the Rangers, and, you know, it sucks. But hopefully there's somebody out there that this team can get that can, you know, finally, you know, be that wingman, you know, literally and figuratively to, to Matt Barzell as another star on this team to, to take him to the next level. Look,
1: eventually one of these guys that they go after is going to sign. <laughs> it's, I know every summer you're like, who's the next guy? Taylor Hall's the next guy. Okay, step on up. He's the next guy they're going to go after. But eventually someone will take the money. And they and look, this is continued success. Last season, seeing what this season is, seeing what Barry has done, playing against these guys. Look, NHL—it's a very tight knit community. These guys they are they friends outside. You saw last year with the pictures from uh, Matt Martin's wedding. Everybody, including what's his face, was there, right? Well, what's so, his face? I don't say no. his name. That's all right. So anyway, <laughs> but the point is, is that there—it's a close knit community. So that—that that word gets out. You know how excited people are to play here. The the type of facility that there is. So eventually, someone is going to take that money. Will it be Taylor Hall? We don't know, but he's next on the list. We'll see. We'll see. We will. But, but Tony, we, we got to start winding this
0: down because we're we're about seventeen minutes wow. from game time. So let's wow, just time flies. Let's just uh, you know start to close this out. I mean, you look ahead. They got after tonight. They got Minnesota Sunday six o'clock. Weird start, but that's over in Minnesota, so that kind of makes sense. You have a New Year's Eve matinee, 1 p.m. Tuesday against the Washington Capitals. That's a huge game. I think we all have that circled on our calendars. You look at the Boston game not too long ago. That's a big division game. They're going to be trying to close close some uh, some gaps with the Washington Capitals. That's a big one. And then Thursday, for the first time this year, it took to get into 2020, the New York Islands will finally face off against the lowly New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Absolutely, without question. I mean, that's a game you got to win. You got to win that game. No more Taylor Hall. I mean, that should be a gimme game. We'll see the struggle against.
1: Who's playing goal for him right now? Is it still Mackenzie Blackwood? I
0: think I think Mackenzie Blackwood was playing tonight, so he's still getting in there. They have somebody oh, else. Schneider's been name.
1: farmed out, right? He's playing in the AHL now. He's playing up in Albany.
0: I believe so. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and just to go over some other dates that are coming down the pike, Saturday, January 4th, the Islanders will be playing the Toronto Maple Leafs and that other guy who shall not be named. Mike Carver of the ILC Podcast will be hosting a viewing party that night at McCann's in Massapequa. Right, He's going to have Benoit Hogue in the house. He's going to be his guest, so that's yeah, going to be a great night. night. That's so if night. you're not busy... That's also going to be an Isles Meetups night. Brian does a great job running the Isles Meetups. So go down, have a great time. That's going to be a lot of fun. And also, folks who are here, folks who are listening, if you're enjoying yourselves tonight... We're going to be having a viewing party on Monday, January 13th. That will be the first game against the New York Rangers this season. That's going to be a Parlay in Rockville Center on Merrick Road. The game starts at 7. We'll probably get started around 6 o'clock. We're going to have drink specials prizes. Mike Carver from the Ossie Podcast. Funny enough, will also be joining us that night. We're also working on some other special guests that we can't really announce right now. We're hoping they come through, so stay tuned for that. But that's going to be a great time. We hope to see you guys there. And just to to reiterate what we talked about at the top of the show, folks, we have some prizes that hopefully we can give out to you tonight. We got a 50-50 going on. We got tickets for sale for that. That's going to be lumped in. We have this. Uh, where's that T-shirt? Right over here. This beautiful NHL 94 Yes, Yes, Yes shirt. We're going to be giving one away at the end of the first intermission, the second intermission, and after the game. uh, You buy a 50-50 raffle ticket. You're also lumped in to win those. You're also lumped in to win a pair of Vancouver Canuck tickets versus the Islanders on February 1st. That's a Saturday. That's 1 o'clock. All you got to do is buy some raffle tickets You get yourself a free pair of tickets. And on top of that... If you missed it at the top of the show, Peter Schwartz of CBS Radio, he's also doing some work for the New York Riptide, the brand-new NLL lacrosse team that's going to be playing at the Nassau Coliseum. We're giving away two pairs of tickets. I think we're going to have some fun with some some trivia with Tony. We're going to figure that out at the end of the two intermissions. Tony's going to come up with something clever, and then whoever uh, figures that out, we're going to give away two free tickets, uh, two pairs of tickets to tomorrow night's home opener at the Coliseum if you're interested in that. Uh, with that being said, we also want to send out a huge, huge thanks to Nick and the Offside Tavern for hosting us here. They always do a phenomenal job. The place is packed out. It's great. Yep. Friday night around the holidays, we are gonna have plenty of people here for the Islanders and Hawks. It's gonna be great. I hope they put 11 goals up on Robin Leonard. I see these people on Twitter today. Oh, I hope it's a one nothing game in a shootout. No, no, light the guy up. He doesn't play for the Islanders anymore. Light him up, and then you Love can be his Robin friend Lander after that. Robin Leonard, a player, but that. wish him, sorry, wish him pal. all the victories. <laughs> This season that you want when he's not playing the Islanders. That's right. I want to see Anthony Bavillier score six goals so everybody can tell Anna Kendrick's and a Kendrick about it And he scored
1: six goals. Good for Six him.
0: goals. Let's see it. That's right. Let's see it. So, yeah, with that being said, huge thanks to Offside Tavern. Big thanks to Devin from Yes Men Alfred just for coming down. Make sure, if you haven't already, check out his merch booth over there. He's got fantastic designs, fantastic stuff. Make sure you say hello and check that out. Tony, uh, oh, and if you're interested in the raffle tickets, again, 50-50 if you like money. You can get into that. It also gets you into the other prizes we were talking about. $5 for three tickets, $10 for seven tickets, and $20 for 15 tickets. Tony and I will be walking around with a bucket and some tickets tonight, so you can come say hello, and we'll be happy to sell you some tickets. And I think with that being said, Tony, unless you have something magnificent to add, I think we're going to wrap it up so these people can watch the game.
1: Uh, yeah, I just we, we just got to give a special shout-out to former Islander Bruno Gervais, who in the process of the uh, whole yes. Anna Kendrick thing yes, yes. gave the I, – I think it might have been the tweet of the year – uh, but he just yeah. was—he was great. Something about uh, oh, I brought it here. I, I left it on my screen here. Tony uh, Seville, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Something about uh, uh, oh, it's, uh, saving a bunch of puppies or whatever, and uh, teaching me eight languages, and so Bruno Gervais coming to the uh, the aid of his never teammate and Anthony Beauvillier. So good for him shows that the Islander community is still alive and well, even among former players. Very funny
0: stuff. A lot of funny responses. So, folks, we also want to send a big thanks out to you guys hanging out here with us. Had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging back and forth. Yes, hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember, you can always check us out every Sunday night at 9 o'clock HockeyNightNY.com We do a live show. We get great guests. It's always a fun time. Uh, You can always also listen to the archives. Any shows that you miss, you just go to HockeyNightNY.com. You can check it out there. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on... Oh, jeez everything <laughs> every podcast we're on Google Play we're on stitcher we're on we're on everything if you have it whatever your preferred platform is you can find us thank you so much guys really appreciate it let's go wild let's beat the Hawks have yourselves a great night take care folks.